Hi there, and welcome to JK We Are Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the magician master of this podcast. And what that means is I am the person who, it's just like a game master. It's the same thing. It doesn't mean anything different than any other game mastering title with the additional addendum that I actually do magic. And the magic that I do is the magic of storytelling, but not without help. No, I have the help of three wonderful humans who are indeed our players and let's meet them now hi guys it's me lucas fisher and i play of course jasper casper who is a human wizard from the so-called non-magical world and all that jasper wants is try and find a place to belong i am right now we are at his home but it's not like the place he wants to belong to anyway i'm sure that we can help him at some point hopefully Hopefully, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's go next. Hi there, my name is Sebastian Kinder, and I play Eric Miller, a musician magician with a troubled past. We are starting to kind of get to where I would like to be in the minds and memories of more people, even though it seems like the bad guys tend to remember me better than my friends. But that's fine, especially after we just made another very nice enemy like it it was an enemy before but even now it's more enemy than before if it's somehow manageable to get let's forget about it next (laughs) hey guys i'm nadine kuhn and i play little sasley she's a pixie elf and has wings that don't fly and she's currently whammied or knocked out and she's sitting in front of yuval arkenal and she dreams of nutella she is not singing in front of Yuval Arkanal. Yuval Arkanal oh, flew no. away on the back of a raven. Oh, who is? Who is sitting in front of me? Oh, Ladybug. Bug lady. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. She's also called Lady uh, Yuval Arkanal. <laughs> Maybe her name's also Hold on. Yuval. I rewind. <laughs> oh, boy. She's currently whammied or knocked out and sitting in front of Ladybug or Bug Lady. And she probably dreams of Nutella. Wait for her to wake up. Boom, boom. <laughs> smooth, smooth. Smooth, smooth. Yeah, folks, uh, I hope you did listen to our last episode, our last couple episodes, because I, I did not honestly, to be really honest here, I did not think that the Shieldless were going to be able to stop Uvel's strike team from stealing something, and most likely Anna Casper. Because at one point, y'all were losing so badly, just so badly. I was like, there was no, uh, there's, they're not going to stop them. And then it was just this incredible slew of natural 20s. Just like everybody was rolling natural 20s like crazy. But most notably for our last episode, I mean, Sassley had already rolled two natural 20s when she woke up to, to wake up and to discover that the Nachtrava were, were outside. You know, she knows when it matters. She knows when it matters. But Anna Casper <laughs> rolled two natural 20s herself to escape. And then Jasper rolled a natural 20 to catch his mother as she was like in a free fall out of the sky. So it was a crazy episode. I I, I was just massively impressed. I thought it was. Uh, I actually love when you play against yourself because you also role played as Anna Casper and you yeah. did Uvil. And then Anna also rolled really good. And. 
they both were fighting. I was like, Michael, do you, do you want us to like leave you alone? Because that <laughs> seems to be a longer thing. Yes. Every Game Master's favorite part of the game is playing against himself. You did good. You'll never win, you evil witch. I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have them talk to each other very much. But, but what were you more disappointed of? You were not, not achieving to, to steal my mother or my mother not dying. I'm on your side, of course I'm on your mm -hmm. side. But when I'm when I'm when I'm playing the villains, I have to be in a really nice headspace to just, you know, I, I am cheering for them when I'm playing as them because otherwise I wouldn't do a good job of classic actor move. I'm an actor first, y'all. <laughs> and I, you I'm know, role, you really uh, like identify first. with those roles. Role player second. <laughs> Baker third. I made a king cake the other day, guys. It was pretty good. It was pretty mm, good. Cake. Check me out on Instagram, Michael Morcat. <laughs> we didn't Boom. post anything on Instagram. <laughs> Maybe I will post it. Maybe I'll post it. You don't know. Check I might it out on it. Instagram. I might not have posted it, but still check me out. <laughs> <laughs> it could be there. I have a video. I mean, I'm going to put it online one day. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so we had, a, we had a great battle episode last episode, but I, I want to be honest... As as our listeners, as our longtime listeners know, I think we only have longtime listeners, but as our longtime listeners know, this podcast is in fact a playtest for the game system which I wrote, uh, which means that everything that we try on here, we try for the first time, and sometimes we try things several times on here before I really get my grip on how I want that to work for our game system, all the while trying to be you know fair uh, in the moment when maybe a rule i've created doesn't doesn't work out very well or hasn't been fully thought out this has happened several times but i've just done a major rewrite that i want you as listeners to be aware of so that it's not a surprise when it comes up because what i've written this time is new battle rules for our system and hopefully for our characters this won't come up immediately because they just exited a pretty major altercation but I'm just putting it out there now because I got inspired by the good folks at NADPOD. Uh, shout out to them who did a recent episode where they talked about some of the core mechanics of Pathfinder. And I listened to this and I thought, I wonder if I could make something like this make more sense for our system because sometimes things aren't very clear during our battles, which have just gotten far more complex than we had originally anticipated but that was natural and now that we're a little further into the gameplay i think i wanted to develop those those battle rules a little more heavily so we did uh so you will no longer hear us using words like free action or bonus action because our free actions and bonus actions don't exist anymore instead each of our players will always get two actions every battle and they have a new list of actions that they can take when they are in battle, things like like trip and grapple and disarm, and there's a whole bunch of fun stuff. I don't, I don't know what's going on. The, there's you said that you said. Well, you will no longer hear, and I was like, you will no longer hear. That's true. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so bubbly today. I'm I. You will no longer hear. You will far away. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's going to be a long list of new actions that our our players can take during battle, and uh, I won't I won't spoil all of them now. We'll leave some of them to be a surprise, but hopefully it's going to make uh, battle move faster and uh, be a little bit more clear, and uh, it'll be a nice surprise for you longtime listeners to see what new stuff we've got in store. 
but battle might be also feeling a little different, working a little different in the future. So wanted to warn y'all about that. Now, one thing that will majorly change in battle is how movement works, which is going to be a die roll now. And what I mean is, our players still get their basic movement, but the run action no longer exists. Instead, there will be a die roll. The run action has been replaced by a new stat, which is called stunt, uh, which if you play Dungeons & Dragons is like an athletics or a acrobatics role. Uh, and what it is, is to do something cool or something tricky or something complex physically. So you're not just hitting somebody. Uh, you're not trying to sneak around. You're trying to do something a little bit more complicated with your body. And we have a stat for that now, stunt, which I hope will come up more often and be more useful than our run stat, which we basically don't use. Very rarely and in certain you know situations we use that. So those are going to be the major changes to our system that you will notice. And folks, if, if you hear something that doesn't make sense or, or you're confused about how our battle runs, you know, do feel free to shoot me that message and ask a question. I might say, oh, I didn't think about that. Or I might say, uh, I did think about that and here's the answer. Hopefully that's what I'll say. <laughs> um, but that's it for now. Anything to add? You did good. <laughs> <laughs> We will try yes. not to make anything stupid. <laughs> Good. I'll hold you to that promise. I never uh, said but... I promise. <laughs> Fabulous. If that's it for now, then we need to deal with this hostage situation. And for once, y'all aren't the hostages. Congrats. You, you flipped the Woo! table. You did Yay! it. A little accomplishment right here. And I can't wait to see how this continues to transpire and i don't want to wait any longer so without much further ado let's begin this next episode of jk we're rolling last time on jk we're rolling my house was under attack by some sort of evil cultist named yuvel arkanal she had tracked my son and his friends to our home and demanded access to some sort of key of course I do know that the key she wants is no physical thing, uh, but a set of words, ad astra per aspera, which can be used to activate Skivius Macrivius's two ruby necklaces. My knowledge has apparently made me a target, as I was overtaken and thrown on the back of a giant nightmare raven. My husband tried his best to save me, but with no magic and very little hand-eye coordination, his ability to help was limited. Luckily, Sassily used her powers of persuasion to distract and trick Yuval's other henchmen while all this was going on. She then managed to steal back my, I mean, Skevius's ruby necklace, which had been taken by the cultist we call the Ladybug. I'm no pushover either. I rolled multiple natural 20s to escape the literal clutches of Yuval's raven, even though it was nearly at the expense of my own life. Eric's quick use of healing magic was the only thing that kept me from going unconscious and being easily taken. It was my son who came to my rescue, however, as he stole himself a shadow raven and began a battle between wizards and ravens in the air. He rolled a natural 20 to catch me as I escaped, and from there, <laughs> the fight was over. Yuval vowed revenge, blah 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 blah, and we captured the ladybug and have readied her for an interrogation. I hope the Shadow Realm has prepared this venomous little insectoid for the wrath she must now endure. That of the family Casper and company. So, there you are. The three of you are, along with Jasper's parents, in 
Casa Casper. You're in Jasper's childhood home, and you have captured yourself a cultist who is now bound and tied, much like Jasper once was, and you've propped her up sitting on a dining room chair and kind of set her in the, the middle of the living room. Most of you are kind of okay. Everyone's a little banged up from this battle, and everybody did take some damage for sure. Yep. Oh, I should mention that there's a giant Nachtrava sitting on your front doorstep. That is still there, and you might want to deal with that before any of the neighbors come to look outside to figure out what all that noise was. But at this time, everyone looks kind of okay, except for Sassley, who has unfortunately been whammied with a very, very last-minute post-battle poison roll. It was, in fact, the ladybug herself who poisoned Sassley. So she is woozy right now. She's in and out of consciousness. Anna Casper also looks very rough. She, at one point, was completely unconscious. She lost all of her constitution. She was brought back up to one, was captured again, was captured in the air. She looks rough. Uh, she's, she's, she's hanging in there, but by a thread. So uh, those two members of your party might need a little time to recoup. And what I'll say is this. You got four hours of sleep previous to this attack. And if you get four more hours of sleep, you will fully heal yourselves, which is not how we always do things on this show. But in this case, since it was really right in the middle of the night and since you got four hours is, is pretty substantial. So that did some good for your body. But if you want the full effects of a night's healing, you'll need four more hours of sleep. But the two people who could use that the most right now would be Sassley and Anna. Where do you go from here? <laughs> what would you like to do first? Would you like to deal with the Nachtrava? Or would you like to heal up folks? Or do you want to go right into interrogation? Jasper would like to deal with the Nachtrava first. Sure. Um, since he was the one who built the least amount of creature trust towards the creature. Um, and we do know... Oh, it's, it's clear that uh, the family Casper uh, is in the possession of a garage, right? It's not a garage. You have a carport. There's, there's a car in it. It's covered on three sides, but it's open. Like the front of it is open. Yeah. Well, still, I think that's the best place to put the Nachtrave. You have a back garden, which is fenced in as well. I mean, the, the glass of your back door has been shattered, but... The, the fence around your garden also might provide some cover, but you can also try to move the car and get the, the raven inside the carport as well if you want. Now we can do the backyard. There's probably a door to the carport that you can lower, which you guys just never do lower, but it's possible. It's like, you know, a, a, a chain crank. Well, we're here to make decisions, and I'm going to decide that I'm going to put it in the backyard. And Jasper tries to yeah, get the creature through the carport to, to enter the backyard. Before you were kind of guiding it with your with your body and it was responding to you well because you rolled well on your on your creature trust, but you don't know any commands. Yuval Arcanal had been commanding it with, with whistles, but you you don't know what they were. So your best bet's going to be to try to ride this Nachtrava up over your house and into the uh, backyard, and that's just going to be a new creature trust roll for you. 
easy after I just got my driver's license. So I need to perform a D20 roll. The knowledge how to drive a car isn't a driver's license. Can I name the creature? Now it belongs more or less to me. Yes. Edeltraut. No. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I don't know yet. First, let me roll. Ooh, what is creature trust again? Is it potency? It is spryness. Spryness. Oh, why did I ask? Now it's a 16. A 16. Uh, no, that's fine. You've been riding this raven around. It does trust you. So uh, you're able to get up and, you know, you squeeze with your knees. You yip yip it and it goes up and over to land into the garden. It's not a huge garden, but like this Nakrava just barely fits as long as it doesn't expand its full wingspan, which is very large. But as long as it doesn't do that, it, it's fine there. Great. And then I, I get upstairs and uh, Jasper grabs his blanket and his pillow and then he throws it in the garden for a little sleeping place for the Nachtrave. The Nachtrave steps on this pillow and it just like one talon covers the pillow because the size of this bird is so huge and it looks at you with a little sideways head perfect <laughs> and then jasper goes back and closes the the back door next to the shattered window <laughs> <laughs> you close the, the door the shattered the window, window. <laughs> a, sh uh, a shingle of glass falls to the ground <laughs> clink 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 perfect just just asking but um did you park the Nachtrave somewhere where it's going to have shadow next morning? Well, I'm delighted to remind you that we're still in Germany in October, so... <laughs> it doesn't matter, actually. <laughs> we're in Germany. In the NRB especially, it's really, yeah, it's probably going to be overcast. So to answer your question, yeah, I put an umbrella next to the Nachtrave. There you go. Since that was a good observation, Sebastian, I will expound on that. If it's a very sunny day tomorrow, then the, the Nakrava will probably have to fly away to keep itself safe. Or you'll have to, like, put it into the carport, like you suggested, or into your house. But it's painful for uh, the raven to be in direct sunlight, so it, it might fly away if it's still outside at that time. I, I would say you have, like, a solid five hours to figure out what to do <laughs> with that. For now, the problem is solved. For now. But, yeah, the other problem is a problem for future us, so yeah. Well, Cecily sleeps through all of this and she continues probably a few more hours to restore everything and she will not wake up anyway. So she sits in front of that ladybug and just snores. <laughs> in the rocking chair facing the ladybug as if she's going to interrogate it, but like snoring. This confused woman that got, <laughs> got captured. She's like, I don't know what this is. Is this torture? Like, does that want to... <laughs> the ladybug is staring at her in complete frustration, like... <laughs> but can't do anything uh, as Sassley sleeps away. So Sassley's sleeping, and you can allow her to continue to sleep for another roughly four hours to let her heal back up. Um, Jasper, your mother also stumbles, like kind of limps up to her bedroom and is like, um, I need uh, just a, a, a quick lie down, and I will be back with you shortly. Um, can you three handle everything here? Well, I'm gone. Just keep an eye on, on this thing. And uh, Thomas, and then he, he's standing there with the golf club in his hand still. You use that thing if you have to. I'm proud of you. Proud of you, dear. 
Yeah, no problem. I'll knock her out just like I did before. He hit one person the whole battle, but I yeah. mean, he's feeling good now. <laughs> so Anna Casper does go up to the master bedroom where all of the windows are intact and <laughs> takes a little four-hour nap on the bed. We can say that you three, meaning Thomas, Eric, and Jasper, keep surveillance on this ladybug while the others rest off the worst of their afflictions if you would like to do that. Yeah, I mean, Eric, we can play Mario Kart in the living room. Mario what? Mario, I'm going to show you, it's fun. And then Jasper turns on his <laughs> video console. You want to put me through the hell of the blue shell? Yes. All right. For a second, um, so who is watching Ladybug then? Thomas Casper would still be there. Okay. Yeah, we too. It is in the living room. Oh, I see. You just bring it there. Uh, like, you have the game there. <laughs> yes. Got it. Not in your room. No, we're going to protect you. <laughs> They're doing a okay job at protecting you. With a live, awake Einheitserin struggling to escape her bonds, they play a rousing game of Mario Kart. <laughs> hey, it's about the fun sometimes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, both of you roll uh, bookishness to uh, see who wins Mario Kart. Or maybe maybe it's just pure maybe it's just a, a regular ah, roll off. Regular roll off. <laughs> it's fitting. I don't have any idea. I rolled a one. Oh nice. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should never play that game. Jasper didn't explain it. <laughs> the thing is Jasper doesn't know the game. He rolled a one too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we're like always bumping into something you never finish a single track you the entire time you just fall keep falling off the side of the no no the what actually what actually happens jasper put in the cd of super mario party and they're like they're like sitting in front of the tv with the dice rolling for like four hours and we're waiting for like when does the race start when does it start <laughs> so you don't play Mario Party for four <laughs> hours while Thomas Casper watches this ladybug. Yeah, easy. I did a little roll just to see if she managed to do anything super clever, and I did a roll for your father as well, uh, but he rolled much higher than her, uh, and she rolled pretty bad. So nothing happens in these four hours, and Sassley, you're the first one to wake up. You're sitting in this rocking chair and you wake up to the sight of this female Einheitsaron with bug antenna coming out of her face sitting directly across from you. Okay, who are you and what are you doing here? <laughs> she doesn't want to tell me, guys. She doesn't want to tell me. Might be because she is gagged. Untie her. Like the mouth. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a little too strong on that rocking chair. <laughs> Her majesty, huh? Thomas Casper says, uh, before we begin, if, if we're going to start this interrogation, uh, boys, turn off the game system. And then uh, why don't I go get your mother and you three keep an eye on this woman here? You, you, pl you, you play the game? What, what did you play? Well, you never asked me to play a game with you guys. Sassy like looks over. I have no idea what we just played. <laughs> I have no idea. No, I was just to I was just about to put him in his place, but then we had to Who won? Um neither. It's a tie. <laughs> that game sucks. <laughs> uh Thomas comes back down with Anna Casper. He goes off to make a big pot of coffee. 
And Anna says, all right, everyone, everyone doing fine? Everyone feeling good? Sassly, do you feel well and recovered? Yeah, I'm super fine. Ma'am. You're fully recovered, Sassly. All IP. I feel all fully health. recovered. All. All, IP, all IP. But like, I feel like all my IPs are restored. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, all right, um, well, I'm going to grab a coffee. And then she turns her gaze onto this Einheitsang and she says, and then we'll deal with you, little Missy. I imagine that you know something of use to my friends here. <laughs> um, and uh, your, your mother, who's proven to be one tough nut, cracks a knuckle on her right arm and winces a little bit. <laughs> it's like, crack. <laughs> Ashley sees that and she copies it. <laughs> oh, no. Why did you teach her? Sassy tries to crack a knuckle, but her knuckles don't crack because she's too young and like full of life and nimble. Her knuckles don't do that yet. <laughs> so she's just sitting there pulling on her fingers for forever. Until <laughs> it starts hurting. <laughs> so Thomas Casper walks back in with a cup of coffee for him and Anna Casper and says, uh, All right, we still don't really have a good grasp on what's going on here, but... uh." I can stand behind her with this nine iron and just hit her in the head if she tries anything and you three handle the questioning. Uh, or the four of you, uh, including Anna as well, in case she has anything to, to add. She knows more than he does. He has no clue. But I'm, I'm really, I'm pretty angry. I'm pretty teed off. I'm pretty ticked off even because <laughs> it is going to be expensive to replace all these windows. And because you tried to capture my wife and kill my son. Here we go. <laughs> no, he's afraid of the flood, so he wants it all to be very closed off. Priorities. Let him, let him. It's this one heroic moment in his life. No, I love that. He should deal with that. So he unbinds the mouth of this Einheitsan, who stretches her, her mouth and her face, rolls her neck, and then looks at you all, but doesn't say anything. <sighs> <laughs> we also don't. Jasper <laughs> um, steps closer. Well, what do you want with me? Finish me off. Well, we don't want anything from you. In fact, you bothered us a lot. What exactly is your plan? What are you guys going to do? Like, who are you? And what exactly were you after? And why? And talk fast because. He has a pen and he's not afraid to use it. And she <laughs> points on Thomas Casper. <laughs> okay, he has a golf club, not it's a, a pen, golf club. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I know he has a pen too. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> Do you want me to get the pen? The Einheitsan looks at the three of you and says, Well, you three should know by now. You seem invested in all of this. You, Yuval Arkanal seems to know who you are, so... I guess you understand what the Einheit's Aaron are all about. A world without shadow is abomination. We have to regain what was lost. The material realm and the shadow realm were once one realm. And we have to correct the mistake that they were ever split. And you're standing in our way. And we must stop at nothing to ensure that they come back together. You said you need a key. What kind of key do you need? And why? And don't be vague. Just be like on, on point of it. I'm, 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 I'm sick and sad and tired of all those blah, blah words. <laughs> and she looks over to the others and she like wings. She's like, now I have it under control. Jasper is like doing thumbs up. <sighs> huh. 
I have nothing to hide from you. You have the key. You know it. That's why we're here. The key to unlock the amulet of intention and make it work and activate. And activate what? Activate the amulet. So, if she comes super close to that ladybug, where is the amulet? The bug just closes her mouth and shakes her head no. <sighs> they don't know that the key is the words ad astra per aspera. They mm-hmm. just know that there is a key and they're trying to figure out what it is. They don't know if they need to put the amulet into something, if they need a literal key to unlock it somehow. They don't know if it's magic words. They're trying to figure out what the key is. But they know that Anna Casper would know, or they think Anna Casper would know. And she did. And she did. <laughs> and now you all know too. It's not me who has the, the replica. Is it you now? Mm-hmm. It was stolen from you by the ladybug and then Sassley stole it back. Yes, 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 yes. We never said that this is like the key that what they're looking for. We never established that. No, no, no. Yuval just saw it and recognized it, mm-hmm. that it looks like the Amulet of Intention, but she, that's not why they were there. They didn't come there for that. Here's the thing. They must have the Amulet because they are looking for a key. They're no, not looking for the Amulet. I think the Amulet would have been way bigger of a deal in the whole fight if they thought this would be the real one. Let's say it's just like a precautious matter, like, hmm, that one looks suspiciously close to the one we have. Yeah, I mean, because they have no idea that there's another one existing. They think, like, the Amulet of Intention is the only one existing, but then we know that Anna got the, like, the, the first or the second one, the replica, um, which she took home then. But yeah, anyway, so they are still looking for the key. So what Jasper is trying to figure out now... So. <clears throat> Mrs. Can I call you Mrs. Ladybug? Not the Mrs. Mrs. Go on. She blinks slowly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the eye roll. Classic. So one blinking is yes and two is no. Um, Miss, Mrs. Ladybug, if you get the key, which we may can provide, what is the next step that you would do? If you would give me the key... And allow me to return to the Einheitsaren, then we would leave you alone. Forever. And then she turns to Eric and Cecily, where she's got a point. find it interesting, because as you saw, we do have the Amulet of Intention. So, why would you go with the key and leave us alone forever? That's not the Amulet of Intention. Okay, Missy, you tell me where that amulet is right now. <laughs> no. And Tasty um, wants to roll defenseless verständnis to go into the brain. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, roll it. 19 plus 1, 20. Oh, wow. That's a good roll. Okay, and you were searching for? Actually, for everything, but um, first, I like the main thing is I wanted to see where the amulet of intention is. So that's what you're going to specifically search for here is to search her mind. With a 20, it's good enough to kind of look around her mind and see if you can find the information that you want. You get, like before, sometimes when you read people's mind and it's not so strong, you just kind of get their surface thoughts, you know, words. But when you re read their minds very well, you see pictures and images. And this woman, has seen Yuval Arkanal talking to Knecht Ruprecht and Knecht had the amulet with him. Mm -hmm. And there was a boy, a human boy with Knecht Ruprecht at that time. 
you recognize that that is Flip. It's Flip McCool. Do I see where they are? It seems like at that time, Yuvel and this lady were not in Shimmerheim. They were in a different building you don't recognize. Uh, it's a wood building. Seems not temporary, but also not like super solid structure. Something in between. But there is a portal to Connect's workshop there as well. So Connect and the amulet and Flip all appear to be in the area of Connect's workshop. Uh, and you don't know where this place is that Yuvel and uh, this ladybug were when she saw this. Do I get any feelings? Like how they all feel towards each other? This was a meeting of the Einheitserin. Uh, they were planning and plotting something. This was a confirmation meeting that a plan had succeeded and gone well. So this was probably after your first day of school. How does the boy look? Terrified? Happy? Normal? Out of his mind? Solemn, quiet, keeping to himself. He doesn't look like he's been beaten or anything. He doesn't look bad. He looks slightly withdrawn and serious or, or solemn, certainly giving Connect plenty of space. But he is not like against him. He, he, doesn't seem, he doesn't seem like he's actively fighting. So he's not scared. From what you can say, see, he doesn't look like he's restrained or anything. You don't, you don't know, you don't get a lot off of that, of what he looks like there. It probably isn't my right to ask that question for maybe Nadine now, but does this Flip McCool look like the Flip McCool that we met or the one that his parents actually described? This one wears glasses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't hear what they were talking about. Uh, no, you don't get like a, it's not like a scene. Mm -hmm. It's like you were looking for information, which you managed to grab from her mind. And I you see. got this, this snippet of, of visual information. Yeah. She's not a high up in the Einheitserin like Yuvo would be. And you can tell the Einheitserin is kind of one of, one of those, I use the word agency loosely. There's probably little cells of them around all, all over the place, but they don't give all of them all the information, you know, they give. Mm -hmm. Pieces of information to everybody. So Sassley slaps out of all of this, like shakes her head, and she looks into her eyes, into uh, Ladybug's eyes, and she's like, who is that boy with the glasses? And don't tell me it's Slip. She just stares back at you silently, antenna wiggle a little bit. I know. You met Knecht, and he has the amulet of intention, and he has a boy with him with glasses, who pretends to be Flip. And I want to know who that is and what his purpose is right now. If you want to know something, you should go back to school. I knew it. I think the portal is in our common room where the interior is. And that's what you mean, huh? I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And if you don't tell me, I'm going to... I'm gonna punch you with my plus one. Maybe maybe she wants us to go back to the library and find out some stuff. Maybe you guys want to try it for a second. I need a sit. Can I ask y'all, where is the ladybug's wand? Well, certainly not in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think when we tied her up, we just put it somewhere open. I would say like it's more on the coffee table next to the remote. I would say that there's like the wand laying. Sure. I don't know. Sassy slept. Yeah, some somewhere where we have sight on it, but that's not easy for her to reach. She can't reach anything. Her her yeah. arms are bound. 
you might have put it on the on the dining room table, maybe closer to the kitchen then, which is you would then be between her and her wand. Yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> good good idea. <laughs> that's who we are. Do you have any particular question, Eric? Hmm. I think so. You think so? Mm-hmm. Can I, while they think what they ask and stare at that ladybug, can I from the chair try again defenseless verständnis? It'll be harder to cast each time you cast it, but sure. First, tell me what information you want to get from her, and then... I want to know if she knows who Flip is. Like, what the deal with Flip is. What happened to him. Okay. Six. So you, you're, searching her, you're searching her mind. Six is enough to get, like, a little bit of a thought. With a six, um, she just thinks... Uh, you, you hear the words, Boy's worth more trouble than he's worth. And you get the sense that she maybe she doesn't know who that is but she she does know something about that person but with a six you're not getting more okay so you you said that you want the key to use the amulet for blah 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 put the worlds back together but how exactly do you want to do that with the amulet the antenna cross in the air and you have the feeling that she's completely closed off to this line of questioning okay let me let me try maybe i i i get to her <clears throat> so mrs ladybug um, first of all um, what is your favorite animal <laughs> the praying mantis because the women eat the men and her antenna slap you in the face a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good one no but now now we've Broken the eyes. I just want you know my favorite animal is actually like the uh, the meerkat. You know meerkats. I like them. But anyway, so are are you trying to do something like? Do you want to use influence points to to like try to use that as like a placating action? I don't know if I don't. I'm not really sure where this is going. You are all allowed to use influence points when you ask the questions. When you do anything, you can use them. Yeah, then let me try to do it with my next question I'm going to ask her. Sure, sure, sure. Um, it's difficult for me to say well, what actually I'm trying to do, like in the way of influencing. But um, first of all, the question would be, so you're part of the Einheitsehren. Um, what actually makes you think that what the Einheitsehren is longing for is actually for greater good? So I really try to not talk into her, but, but try to get... Um, you know, an, an honest question for an honest answer. And I would like to spend mm, two. Okay, with two influence points, she looks at you and she says, I have my reasons in believing that there's something wrong with this world. But let me tell you this. The accounts that these two realms were once one are irrefutable. And the Einheit Saren have these accounts. It's true. And Connect was there. Well, not when the world's broke, but he was there to make a difference and was robbed of that chance. So if anyone tells you it's not possible, and if anyone tells you that it's wrong, just know that it was going to happen at one point, and it was stopped. That's what I have to say about that. I know that it's right in my heart. What do you know in your heart that's right? Do you have any convictions? You probably are not even a real Einat Saren. I mean... <laughs> Really, these antennas, are they really make you an Einat Saren, like part animal? I mean, what did you even do for that? <laughs> Thank you. I sacrificed my body to be in the Einheit Saren to change myself permanently so that I could prove my loyalty 
one month in the Shadow Realm working in Connect's workshop, you wouldn't like it. Working in Connect's workshop can mean anything. What does that even mean? I don't even think you worked there, really. What did you even do? I don't believe you, like, for a second. I won't tell you what we made, but I'll tell you that I proved myself like you ever worked an honest day in your life. And then she puts her antennas over to reach you, Sassley, and, and hits you in the face with them a little bit. <laughs> They're like these really long <laughs> antennas. Like, but if I get Sassley right, I'm kind of mm -hmm. following her on her track. Mm -hmm. and, and Jasper is like, no, well, yeah, I'm trying to provoke her, if, if it's the right word. And let me do, I start with another influence point because I need some more left. I actually think what Sasley is going for is that you are not as much of a part of the Einheitslehrerin as you think you are and that you probably don't even know how to answer our questions. Exactly. That's exactly what I meant. I don't care what you think. Oh, that's unfortunate. What I would like to do, given they try to influence in her in the moment, take a few steps to the side. I would like to cast um, Lead You Need on her. Mm -hmm. Oh, please let it be part of your world from Little Mermaid. I mean, it's always nice to know what kind of music our evil guys like, but hey. I rolled a 14 plus 3, that's 17. Defense roll against that is bookishness. She fails. Very good. So you look at her and cast your, your spell and the light leaves your wand, and she perks up and looks her, uh, around, squints her eyes and kind of nods her head in a sort of determined way as Black Hole Sun uh, <laughs> plays in her head. <laughs> Won't you come wash away the rain? Very good. Uh, just for you two to remember, the minus one to all of her rolls is irrelevant, but suggestions are easier to make now. I love it when Eric gives suggestions. <laughs> How do you become an Einite Saren? Like, what's the process to turn into an animal? And who decides how much part of an animal you become? And what animal? Exactly. I'm not going to sit here and reveal all of my secrets to you, but I will tell you this. The Shadow Realm is a dangerous place, especially for little kiddos like you. I would steer clear of all this. And it's not safe for material folks like us, to be over there for long periods of time. So you don't get to choose what animal you are. It's something about your nature that comes out in the form of an animalistic feature. So you have a powerful nature in your body that made you part of a bug? Bugs are really great communicators. <laughs> And they need many to feel relevant. Guys! <laughs> Guys! <laughs> Guys! Bugs are really good communicators. Is she calling someone in with her antennas? Are people gonna come? Are people gonna show up? She doesn't have her wand. I don't have to call anyone. Yuval Arkanal escaped on a flying raven. I'm sure she'll be back soon to finish the job. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are besties, huh? Never. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty close. She makes Matt so angry. <laughs> um, I would like to go into her mind one more time to. Check out what she's afraid of. What she fears. Mm -hmm. Blue light. And what does it do? 15. Mm, you, you dive into her personality, you know, really. 
you know, you, you kind of are trying to sift through her base basic personality here, and you feel her dedication to the Einheitsherren, and uh, you feel that she's given up huge parts of her life to be a member, a, a really dedicated member. She's not like Einheitsherren light. She's not somebody who's like, I'm in the Einheitsherren, but then like works a normal job. She's like a fully dedicated member, which is not so common. I mean, you've seen a number, of course, of people like that, but it's not that there's huge amounts of people like this in the world. So that makes her a rare type of person. And I think when you've gotten in so deep with something that you're so you've you've placed all of your convictions and your your honor and your self-worth into something the idea that something would go wrong or would fail towards the goals you've been working towards are the scariest things to you because it means that everything you've sacrificed uh was in vain and this is the feeling that you get from her about what her fears might be what about you jasper doing sudden nachklang and imitating Knecht's voice and being like I thought about it something like you're fired no 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 like something like tell them I need to come them to me anyway like something like that you know like ah. or tell them how to find me but before you do that I would be like because I know now that her biggest fear is actually to disappoint him to like not be part of this Einatzeren thing anymore or like failing so I can tease her. I have to reduce it to five words. Mm -hmm. So our goal is to find out where to find Knecht. I wonder if we can avoid going into the Shadow Realms because I do not think that's, a, that's possible. Mm -hmm. I think in order to solve this, at some point we have to go into the Shadow Realms. And I wonder if the common room is the best way because I do think... There is a next portal thingy. What I also think, I mean, I don't want to make this like the Magician Master's problem. No, of course not. But I feel like at this point, the way we are so much into the story, I mean, there should be some person next to the ones we already met or, or are involved that we have to, you know, bring into the knowledge of what we gathered. For example, like at some point, I feel like, or Jasper feels like maybe... Ross Ehrenmann is someone we should talk about this. I actually don't know, but um, <laughs> I feel so conflicted about him. Yeah, me too. But maybe that's a, but maybe that's like even a point to find it out, actually. But yeah, so nevertheless, I would say, no matter how how it ends with the ladybug, I feel like we should go to Nordrachenberg. Totally, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. And maybe maybe we even let her go. But in a way, we can feel good about letting her go. <laughs> I mean, there's a Nachtrabe. She can fly back to the Einheitsherren with a message or something if you want to do that kind of thing. Yeah, for example. Or you can leave her locked in your basement. Also fine. <laughs> I mean, I can try the sudden Nachklang. I, don't, I can't ex promise that it's going to work. But so we, you want to tease her and you want to provoke her to give away his place or his... I mean, she's talking about the workshop. Maybe he can say they can know about the workshop. That's six. Tell them about the workshop. That's five. Yeah, for example, tell them my loyal minion. You know, making her feel good. Ooh, like if I'm going to tell them, he's proud of me. 
In that case, I may go with servant, not with minion. Yeah, more polite. Yeah, I get you. How about no? How about a phrase that just answer them? You know, like whatever they may ask, you can yeah, you can answer them. Answer them. We are prepared. Yeah, and you could throw a few influence points in that as well. Answer them. This is fun. No. I don't know how playful Knecht is. How, yeah, that's the thing. How, how would he phrase it? Okay, then I look at her and I say, I ask you one more time. What is the workshop? What exactly are you doing in the workshop? While Cecily asked that, Jasper made himself go into the kitchen, like kind of trying to be as, as how do you say, ah, as in, in obvious or as casual guy. Try to, to just, look, you know, randomly going away to, to get out his wand. Just casual, not suspicious at all. Remembering the voice of Knecht and uh, mm -hmm. trying to go for a sudden Nachklang secretly. What is discovery again? Is it deafness? It is deafness. Probably. It is deafness. Ah, interesting. So you will roll for a sudden Nachklang now. And you will roll with advantage because this is a deafness-based spell. And the wand you are using has been highly, highly saturated with shadow magic. So I can use Uvel's? Yes, you have Uvel's wand. Ooh. This is something that, that Lucas and I spoke about before we played. He will get advantage on deafness-based rolls for at least a while while he uses Uvel's wand. But there might be some downsides to using her wand as well i become evil mm -mm -mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> evil jasper with the evil baseball bat the power okay so i have advantage now that's right well, doesn't help me does it <laughs> good the first one is a one <laughs> a one great can just get better <gasps> The second is an 18. Yay! That'll work. You needed a 10 to cast the roll. Now, she does get a bookishness roll to see if she can figure this out. Yeah, and I think it makes sense now to say it out loud without being, like, in the room. Mm -hmm. But to create the effect that we can all hear it. You know, like, he's communicating to everyone because I don't know how to give her the impression that he, she actually hears it in her head. We've said in the past, this spell kind of lets you throw your voice so that it comes out of your mouth, but the words appear somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So from the kitchen, very casually, you throw your voice from behind her and you say in Knecht's voice, Oh, damn the knife. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's like, I'm pretty sure I know who that was. Answer them. We have plans. You see, she slumps from the chair as she hears this voice. Oh, did you use influence points uh, to do this? Do it. Do it. <laughs> I get the impression that I did. Um, two. Making, I mean, we just started the day. So let's get rid of five influence points. Having hope that lead you need helps in that regard. As, as these words resound around the head of the, like, to, to her, this voice kind of comes from behind her. And you see her, her eyes roll back and uh, the ladybug, her knees kind of buckle and she nearly falls off of her chair. I can let you know that this seemed like it was a super effective use of influence points. That being said, it does not seem that her resolve is completely broken down. But 
as we've spoken about recently, uh, sometimes our influence points will now be doubly effective, and it seems like these were. Yes. You've spent a total of seven influence points. This is a sworn enemy of you that was just trying to kill you and is bound in your living room with gags and stuff, so she was not feeling like helping, but this really rattles her, and she says, My lord? My lord? What? You... And she seems internally thinking about about what, what just happened, like whether to answer you. She looks up at you, Sassley, and says, You wish to know more of the workshop? Yes. Well, Knecht has his hobbies, and ever since the destruction of his former enemy, the Red Mage, he's become something of an inventor himself. We are there in our initiation period to help him test his inventions. But we don't do anything with them yet. He's saving them up. He's stockpiling them for a later date. <laughs> inventions. Your minds flick back to this box with the black goo or ichor inside of it that he threw in during your confrontation in Shimmerheim. Remember he was throwing in these boxes that were exploding into black almost like liquid shadow, and we're trapping you to the ground so that you couldn't move. Oh, he's a scientist. Guys, is he a scientist? <gasps> is he Skivius Macrevious? <gasps> is he Skivius Macrevious? Oh my god. Did we figure it out? <gasps> the bug lady looks at you and says, Oh, your jig is up. You got <laughs> <laughs> And I would have gotten through of it. I will remind you that Skivius Macrevious knows the key to the amulet. Just going to put that out there. Oh, oh yeah, true. Ah, uh, man, I had that light moment. <laughs> Felt good. Felt good to figure something out. I wonder if people are listening to our episodes and they're like, these knuckleheads, they're like so <laughs> simple. The answer is, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do they, I don't know. It's like inventions. Is it like, is he a scientist? And they're like, in inventions or does he need like humans? To do something with them, like humans like Flip? I would picture it more like a toy maker. You know, like he's in the workshop and he's like building stuff in creative ways, putting some magic in. Like kind of the box that he threw to the portal. And waiting for Christmas to happen. <laughs> waiting for Christmas to happen. Well, I guess he needs a lot of help there, huh? What's clear here? Um... <laughs> I guess it's a wrap, guys. I don't know what to ask anymore, and I feel like we should go to Neudrachenberg. I will say, at this point, I've been rolling to see if she could escape her bonds, and she never did roll well enough. But you see that daylight starts to happen. We, I said you had about an hour till after uh, Sassley and Anna woke up, and you see that we're getting towards that time. It's going to be daytime soon. Mm-hmm. You start to wonder about what you're going to do with this Nachtrava, and you start to wonder about what you're going to do with this Einheitsherren that you've captured. Cecily gets up. She's like, enough of all of this. We heard enough. <laughs> she, feels still, she still feels empowered. And she walks towards the kitchen, and she's like, um, Eric and Jasper, would you mind joining me in the kitchen? Mrs. Casper, you too. Thomas, make sure that this... <laughs> Ladybug is not escaping, okay? Is that okay for you, sir? Aye, aye, little lady. Salutes you. I would like to pick the wand off the table and take it with us as we go into the kitchen. 
And I am already in the kitchen. Sassy tries to gather you around in a little circle, and the first thing you hear very loud, while you are probably super close to her, It's clear! <laughs> we have to make our way back to Shimmerheim! Then she goes slowly down and she's like, I guess we have to go to Neutrachenberg. We are so, so lost here. I do feel like we need to find, maybe, I don't know, they have Mildred. She might be dead. Also, on the way to Neudrachenberg, we should try to reach out to Yezi. I'm going to tell you everything I found in her mind about that flip guy and everything about when they met. <sighs> everything I found. And then we will talk to Yezi. Maybe Yezi has something else that he can tell us. And in Neudrachenberg... I want to figure out what's happening to the altar because I wonder if this is a way to the Einatzer and, and who knows what else is happening there. Any other ideas? I have a question. Why do you want to go to Shimmerheim first, though? I... Shh, because she wants her to think. Of course we go to Shimmerheim because that is the only way to figure out what happened there. Remember? The Einatzer and that's where they are. She goes close. We're not going to Shimmerheim, Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> You want to distract? Oh, I can't wait to be back in Shimmerheim with all the shimmering mushrooms. Got you. She looks to Eric. Do you want to say it too? <laughs> Just to make sure we all got it. And Anna Casper says, Oh, I'd love to visit my old workplace in Shimmerheim. But Mama, we don't really go to. Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got it. I got it, Jasper. Thank you. Do we sh send the buck lady home with a raven? Shall we take the raven and fly to Shimmerheim? Shall we, like, put her in the basement until Yuva comes back? What, what are you thinking? The, the more time we're able to neck away from them, the better. So if we give her the Nachtraven, she's going to take it and fly towards them, which will cut the time they will need to catch up to us. So she should stay here. Which still doesn't solve the problem of how we are going to get to where we want to go. The Nachtraven. All of us. Do we fit all on the Nachtraven? Anna Casper uh, looks at the three of you, and especially at you, Jasper, puts a hand on your shoulder and says, You know, I've been thinking, uh, putting two and two together, it seems like I'm being hunted. And um, I wonder if it would be smart for me and your father to take a, at least a short vacation to visit your aunt on Usedom and perhaps remove ourselves from this equation. Aunt Sabine. That's Aunt Sabine, right? Yes. Aunt Sabine. She has good smelly bathrooms. Sabine, yeah, my sister does have very nice... That's, yes, uh, and, a, and a great <laughs> doorbell, but that's really besides the point. Um, I think that we, we should do that. And that, uh, Jasper, um, you know the phone number to call at Aunt Sabina's. You just give us a call when you can get to a phone and, and you keep us up to date on whatever it is that you're doing here. But I'm afraid that I'm more of a liability to you as somebody without magic than I can be of help. And bless your father's heart, but you know he does mean well. Um, and he's a great, just a golden-hearted man. Now, we're very happy to drive you anywhere that you want to go. Mrs. Casper, Mrs. Casper. Yes. Who did you call when you went outside? I called the, oh my God, I called the police. Um, <laughs> well, I mean. I guess they didn't show I, up because I forgot. <laughs> if, if I get it right, first of all, they're doing a very bad job. They're doing a terrible job. <laughs> Second of all, if I get it right, they will come eventually and then... Maybe you can hand over this ladybug 
pretend that this is a carnival situation and say, this woman broke into our house and all of this, we were just able to do this, take her and arrest her. Yes, we can do that. We can... We will be gone. We can wait for the police to come and then uh, your father and I can hand over the ladybug to the police. We can get in our car and leave. But how will you three then get where you need to go? Do we fit on the Nachtraven, all of us? Barely. The three of you would barely fit on the Nachtraven together. The Nachtraven will not probably fly well during the day. You have about 15 minutes. You could turn one of yourselves into a Nachtraven as well with your potion. But we could also not fly. I let it be a roll for you. But yeah, it would, it would affect you. It might hurt to be flying in the sun as a Nachtrave. Could we fit the Nachtrave on the ceiling of a car? <laughs> that does not solve your problem of the Nachtrave not being able to be out during the sunlight. Well, we could cover it up with blankets and stuff. I'm actually going to roll for the Nachtrava right now. He's dying. <laughs> no, he did He did good. He did pretty good, actually. So has not flown off on his own yet, but will probably soon if you don't do something with, with them. You also know uh, Jasper um, Spachuffel has a small magical community. It's like one street long. It's like a 20-minute walk from where you live. Do with that information what you want. There's also the train system. Like, there's the Deutsche Bahn that you also have access to. <laughs> we don't want to use the Deutsche Bahn. No. Nope. You um, might get delayed. You might get delayed a few times. Uh, yeah, but, but that's interesting with the magical community. You have that. If you can think of a way that you want to use it to your advantage, uh, you've been there once, so you know how to get to it. I've been there the one time I prepared myself for school, right? You bought your school books there. That's right. Oh, the good old, the good old how to be a witty wizard. Yeah, you bought your school books and one extra book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, I, I would go with Sassley with the whole police thing to get rid of the, the ladybug. Um, actually think that's a good idea. I actually, to be honest, I really don't care what happens as a Nachtrabe. <laughs> I really don't care. I mean, even if it flies away or... It's not super useful to you at this moment because you didn't fly with it at night. So it's not going to be immediately useful for you. And you probably don't want to hide out at your house all day. So you're probably going to have to find an alternate solution. I would free it. That Nachtrava is a Nachtrava that you can kind of control. You can turn yourselves into a Nachtrava that you can really freaking control. You can also turn yourself into a barley sow. I don't know if that's helpful, but you could. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It might be that that's part of me overthinking, but uh, handing the Einheit Seren member to the police force just for other Einheit Seren members to potentially bust them out, I don't think that is the best idea. But maybe I overthink that and the magician master isn't so cruel. I don't know if they want to be revealed. Well, we kind of do with that. I mean, at some point, they're going to notice it's not a costume. Some point. Very far away. Or do we want to take her with us to Neudrachenberg? Um, we have a magical community here, don't we? Yeah, but again, it's Brockhöfe. It could probably be like, oh, you want to have a book? Oh, who's that ladybug? It's more like, I mean, we kind of have our own magical police force. Oh, do we? Well, I don't know that. You probably well, I mean, who hunted us to the park? Oh, you mean the monarchs? Uh, the, the, the... Yeah. 
There, there is magical police. You would know that. Yep. They're not as hands-on as like non-magical police because like magic is a wild thing and wizards are a small community and they're meant to be able to handle themselves. And there's a lot of like word of honor stuff, but there are people who are like, we deal with the bad ones, you know? Okay. Uh, how about the following argument for the police force? Just, just in my mind. Hey, we have someone that attacked non-magical people at their home with creatures from the Shadow Realm. You think that might sound like something that could work? We can also do that, guys. No, but guys, so how about we let my mother and my father go to Usedom. We take the ladybug with us to the magical community, to Sprockhöfel, where we can find out how to get to Neudrachenberg best and safely. And then we can let them or... Maybe we can come up with a plan how to deal with Ladybug, how to free her, how to put her somewhere, mm -hmm. arrest her in any way that's possible. And then we just have to decide what to do with the Nachtrave. Sounds kind of good. It has become daytime and you hear the flutter of wings outside as the Nachtrave begins to take off. So all I just said without <laughs> the thing with the Nachtrave. <laughs> Yeah, if you run into the living room right now, you just kept catch a glimpse of these wings and uh, the feet taking off as the Nakrava finds somewhere high, high up and very shadowed to go hide out. Just, just one question in that regard, uh, as it sounds like we are slowly starting to set up to leave the place now that we might have an idea because I like the plan that uh, Jasper just provided. No, we can't play another round of Mario Kart. We have to move on, Eric. I don't want to... I, that, that game was strange to begin with. Well, actually, I want to play another round, but anyway, yeah. But I would like to ask if it's possible to get Mario. another vial filled with feathers because there was a whole fight. I know that I filled one with some of them. A second might be useful, if it's possible. Roll an investigation. Ah, uh, that's 14 minus 1, so 13. You don't find any other feathers. Dang it. You want to put some Lego? They're not really very feathered. They have, like, these holes in their wings, like they're rotting away. But they have, like, some nice, like, purpley black feathers. But they're not, like, extremely feathered. Just thought I might ask. Yeah, totally. To the magical, please. Magical would be safer. I, I would still suggest that my parents wait for the normal police because they even they just got the window shattered that at least maybe the insurance pays for it. The insurance company is going to pay for that. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully. Your mother's like, I appreciate that forethought, but I'd actually just rather not be here when the cultists return, Jasper, and I think we should get a move on. Okay. If everybody wants to get into my car, I'll drop you all off. Maybe hold your wands up at this woman while we drive so that she doesn't try any funny business. Sounds good for me. But who's going to take her wand? Uh, Eric has it at the moment. So far, I have it. You took it? Oh, good. Yep. Where's your car, lady? Where's your car, Mrs. Casper? It's in the carport. All right. Cecily runs out. She comes back. What direction is the carport? It's the, right behind the kitchen where the broken window is. And she runs out again. <laughs> Thomas, darling, we're, uh, we're going to drive out of here. Uh, Jasper's going to direct us. And then I thought it would be best if we visit my sister. Does that sound all right to you? Oh, you got it. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll figure something. Uh, just grab my laptop. I can work long distance. So uh, they grab a few things, toothbrush. Uh, they're kind of running around the house. Get everything together, and eventually you all gather in this car. Sassley sits in the front. 
<laughs> she turns, she sits, she kneels on, on the seat with her face to the back to the ladybug with a wand in that direction. Okay. You put the, the ladybug in the middle. Oh no, can please Thomas sit in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to have Thomas drive ah. and then uh, Anna was just going to sit on your lap, Jasper. But I think it would be actually funny if Anna drives. And Thomas sits in the middle. <laughs> well, that's quite a situation, everyone. Huh? So, so instead, so Anna drives and then you squeeze four people into the back with the ladybug and Thomas Casper in the middle and two of you on either side pointing your wands. And uh, Thomas Casper has taken a really sharp spoon with him and he's holding it underneath her chin. He's not a knife guy. Like we're all holding the wands and he's holding the spoon. He's holding the spoon, like right under her chin. Don't make me use this. Um, And Anna takes off and Jasper, you direct the car to this magical community that you remember. So you're taking the car. It only takes about five minutes to get there, like seven minutes. It's kind of towards city center and it's on a little side alley that nobody ever notices because that's just how it is. You know, and most small to medium sized cities are going to have this street, you know, where the magical folk have congregated to live out their their lives normally. Some bigger cities might have a neighborhood. The actual magical cities, the big communities are on their own hidden most of the time, you know, away from non-magical folk. But very often magical folks want to integrate into the rest of society. Uh, It's easier to do that and to get nice things and you know watch netflix and whatever but in many many towns have this street and uh you know this is a magical street the the signs look you know there's a random antique shop there's um like a postcard shop there's one shop that just sells socks and at the end there's like it seems to be like a metalworking shop but it's not really clear what it does and we've all seen streets like this where you're like what are these shops like what even are these they're the kind of places you would not enter usually but they look cute and put together but not like useful in any way and Jasper you know this postcard shop if you enter it there's a back room where they sell all these books histories and studies of the magical world so I actually do know most of the stores the thing is would i know which store to go first in order to find any help you see people like you know bustling around in these and like probably some of these are like professional enchanters one of them might be um magical creature handler slash vet bookseller these are like each city's only gonna have shops that like are really necessary to have for magical community folks. They're not gonna have like super fancy extra stuff. Mm-hmm. But the the best place to start is just by by talking to somebody because you're not really sure. You had instructions that were sent to you of exactly which shop to go to. You knew the address. You didn't go into any of the other shops. You've only spoken to this one uh, postcard slash bookseller. Which is good because he used it the day before. Um, he's taking out his school invitation that he had with him and having a quick look on it to see again where the shop was with the books. And then he's kind of trying to direct Cecily mm-hmm. and Eric and Ladybug towards that shop. The thing is now, do we wait for my parents? Do we let them move on? Your, your mom pulls off to the side and they're coming with you. I mean, she's going to make sure that you hand off this Einheitserin. Fine. 
the Einheit Saren does try to make a run for it when she gets out of the car and rolls pretty well to do that. And she's going to take a movement action away from y'all and start to try to run, but she's bound. So she she runs 10 meters and everybody roll bookishness. All right. 13. Five. Eight. She rolls a 17 and goes first. And she's going to use two full movement actions, which requires a D10 to run away. Unfortunately for her, she just gets an extra 10 meters away. So she 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 ran about 20 meters full tilt. And are y'all going to try to stop her? Are you going to run after her, capture her? Yeah, I would like to do that, but uh, order. You're basically standing on the magical community street, by the way. So there are other people around, but they don't know what's going on. You all like pile out of the car and this woman takes off. I want to do it so much luck. <laughs> <laughs> Anna rolls first. Anna does not catch her. If you want to catch her, you can roll two D10s basically. And one of them needs to be above a, f a five. Like one needs to be a six to 10 and then you can catch up to her. An eight. An eight already puts you 20 meters. You have an action then where you can tr do something else. Like tripping her or grappling her. Well, if I'm in, in the reach, I would like to do that. To grapple her so that her movement becomes yeah. zero. Yeah, that would probably be smart. Exactly, physical attack roll. Physical attack, good. <sighs> it's a two. She rolls a five and escapes from you. Okay, that's gonna be Sassley. Um, are there people around us? Yeah, but they're magical folk. I want to run to someone to ask where the police is, the wizard police. Sure. The first shop that you're in front of is like kind of have just dark wood. It looks a little, it's like a, it's like an antique shop, but you see somebody standing in there. So you want to run in there to ask about the wizarding police? Is there another shop? I do not want to go in that one. You don't want to go in the antique shop? No. The next to the antique shop is the bookshop that you were going to anyway. Okay. I want to go in that one. You, you can use your free movement to get in there. Okay. Hello? Hello? We need help. We we need help. We have a criminal with us and, and she 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 attacked us and now she tries to run away and we really need the wizard police. Oh, hello there. Uh, wizard police, wizard police. Uh, I'm uh, two doors down. Uh, there's a metal working shop. Um, you just knock twice and show them your wand. That that's the police. That they're right there. I I could I could show you where. Uh, if you're in trouble, young lady. Hold on, hold on. Is that the wooden house? What wooden house? What are you talking about? So that's not the house. That's that's like a wood workshop thingy. You you're talking about the antique shop, I assume. Yes. It's not the antique shop. It's like okay. the last Great. the last Great. thing in the place that I know. <laughs> All right, that's what I where I want to go. Thank you so much. Goodbye, sir. Okay, goodbye. Um, so you, you, you've used your free movement and you have two actions available to you. So you can still use a movement action to try to get down to the next thing. If you can roll a D10, if you can roll a yes. uh, six through 10, you can get there. A one through five, you don't make it. I don't, I have a two. Okay, you have a second movement action. So you can use another movement action to continue to get there. A five. Perfect. So you get just, you barely make it down there, you know, running another 10 meters down the street. Uh, all this while everybody else has taken off after uh, this Einheit Saren and, and is running after them. But you move 20 meters in the other direction to go to this uh, police office and you and you burst through the door into this metalworking shop. And what do you say? Police, we need help. We need help. Someone attacked us and then we tried to bring her here and now she escaped and we really need someone now, right? 
right now. Oh, what seems to be the problem here? And uh, there's a guy, and you see he's in, like, metal-working outfit, but he takes the apron off, and underneath he has an emblem on his shirt. He's like, all black, like, looks like a police officer's outfit, but it's all black with gold trim. And he's like, what's, what, explain to me the problem exactly. How does the emblem look? You haven't seen it before. Okay. Just making sure that I'm not talking to an Eye Seon. <laughs> um, <laughs> we need your help. But, like outside, my friends, they're trying to, to, to capture the person that attacked us. She's, she, she just attacked us in the night and then they wanted to steal from us and then they attacked us. It was terrible. You really need to go and arrest her and we tell you everything afterwards. What's, what's she look like? Anything that I can tell her apart from your friends? She has two antennas. TV antennas? She grabs him, pulls him down, and she's like, No, you heard me correctly. Her hat is growing two antennas, like a buck. Okay. Like part of an animal, if you know oh, what I mean. I do, I guess. Uh, and he whistles through his fingers, and from the back room, you hear the scampering like a dog. <laughs> And this thing jumps out. It looks like a deformed and fanged bull. Uh, it has the legs and paws and teeth of a tiger. It has a long cat's tail and little nubs of horns. So it's little horns on it. It's slightly larger and broader chested than a like Bengal tiger. So it's big. It's like a big cow bull cat thing. You can roll a world lore if you want to know what that is. It's the one. It's a one. <laughs> so this guy uh we're gonna add him in the initiative order at the end uh and then he's gonna get him and his animal uh involved <laughs> but that's thomas casper who <laughs> is gonna follow suit like anna and try to catch up ah! he does a bad job he does a bad bad job eric your turn yeah what would you like to do uh, first of all, I would like to uh, move in the direction where the Einatzer member is running, and then I'd like to take my first action and trying to catch up to her, and hope I can do something with my second. That's a movement action. And that's an eight. An eight is good, so you catch up to her and you can use a second action. Yeah, ju just in case, uh, I would like to trip her. Okay, the mechanics for tripping, uh, this is all new everyone, the, the mechanics for tripping are, you're gonna give her minus two to spryness rolls until yep. her next turn, but that's not a movement roll, it's a spryness roll, okay? It's not gonna stop her from running away, really. It's just gonna put her off balance. But if somebody else is able to catch up to her until your next turn, she'll have minus two. So I, I not a bad move or anything. Just just being clear. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You try to trip her. So you're going to use yeah. your stunt stat. It's our first it's a stunt roll, everybody. Woo! Stunt roll! <laughs> so it's a, a spryness roll on your stunt stat, and she'll get a defense roll of spryness as well. All right. It's an 18. <laughs> That's very good. She actually rolled a 19. Whoa. So you go, you try to trip her, and she just gets away. She's insane. She's, the funny thing is she doesn't have great spryness. She's, uh, she's just rolling like a devil. You're all kind of running neck and neck, but no one is able to stop her. But now it's the police officer's turn. Yeah. And the police officer immediately sees who you're talking about as he uses his free movement action to walk out, whistles again, and points at the ladybug to his uh, weird dog, uh, which takes off and easily moves Zoom. 
to catch up to this woman. That animal will now roll to try to take her down. And I didn't know that this animal would be featured in this uh, episode, so I have to pull up the stats here. <laughs> this animal is spry. <laughs> I mean, wow, she's really fast. But you do see that this creature, its I, I'll tell you because it's crazy. I, I rolled for the creature. It has very high spryness. It rolled a 16. Uh, it only rolled a 12. But she rolled a 16 as well. She rolled a 15 plus one. The creature wins in this tie. And even though you see her almost getting away, Yuvel really brought her top agents with her. They're very good. But this thing that's as big as a Bengal tiger jumps up in the air and lands on this ladybug. And everybody is able to catch up as it sits on her. Good job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good job, everybody. Does anybody want to roll now that you can see Jasper and uh, Eric what this creature is? Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> yeah, roll. you can roll world lore. That's a d20, not a d10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I rolled a d10 first. It was the closest one. You're like, you're like, it's a two. I'm sorry. It's a two. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, no, um, I got a 14. Okay, cool. Jasper, did you roll? 15. Ooh. Uh, well, um, <laughs> great. Well, with a 15, um, and I would say you both know this, um, but Jasper knows it a little better. Um, this is called a Bakauf. They are ferocious lone hunters of the magical world. For some reason, they hate the smell of alcohol and other drugs. Magical police may tame them and use them to locate illegal substances or detect drunkenness, um, although it requires extreme specialization. But they are the favored magical creatures of police officers. Incredibly fast, strong, and agile. Not really good at anything else. Not hyper-intelligent or anything, but strong, fast, creatures that uh seem to have some kind of inner moral compass uh so this is that's what is currently sitting on top of the ladybug sassly and police officer jog over you're all kind of in the area already they jog over oh what what, what seems to be going on now what's uh what is all this and what is this and he's like looking at the lady with these antennas coming out I get the feeling that the police isn't even aware of the Einheitsseeren <laughs> here in Sprockhöfe. Nope, not in the slightest. Sassy looks at him. Did you ever hear the term Einheitsseeren? I did not. Is that the spell that makes this happen? No, these are evil people and they want to combine the shadow realm and the material realm and they think everything went really wrong and they're super, super mean and evil people. They capture humans and wizards and they try to make something happen, something really, really bad. And these wom this woman attacked us and she stole stuff from us and you should see fam family Casper's house. It's destroyed because she came with like bad intentions. So now you have to lock her up. Yeah, they destroyed the kitchen window. Anna Casper steps up and says, I'm afraid it's true. I can't get verify the rest of what our children here have said, but I can tell you this. They destroyed our home uh, and have done property damage that's going to cost us, I'm sure, thousands. And Cecily raises her arm and there's a, there are like some bruises on her arm. She's like, look, they really hurt us. <laughs> Uh, we're happy to make a statement if you want, but you must not let this woman roam free. I, I promise you it'll be worth your while if you detain her and look into what we've said to you. 
All right, I'm going to need all of you to uh, head down with me. We're going to, I'm going to take a statement, and uh, you, and he looks at the ladybug, you are going to be held in confinement. Can I get your address? Uh, and Anna uh, Casper says, of course, we're, we're happy to cooperate in any way that we can. And you all walk down to the police station, and he takes your statements, he gets your information, and you see that he takes these metallic, silvery glowing like they have lines of glowing power in them uh looking handcuffs and cuffs these and these are magical inhibitors which he puts around the ladybug cutting her off from her magical source and puts her in a holding cell uh where she will not be able to escape from and you're able to get this sorted out and he promises to look into it checks you all out to make sure that you're okay, sees that some of you are pretty banged up, including Sassley and Anna Casper, and uh, seems to be an honest guy. He, he This is way above his head, um, <laughs> but he seems like he's, he's pretty honestly going to try to look into it, and he's at least going to hold the ladybug for now. He says, is, is, is there anything else I can do for, for you? Two, two, two questions. Um, number one, I think you would like to have this as well. And he gets the wand of the ladybug out and points towards her. That's hers. Uh, he takes that and he says, thank you. I appreciate your honesty, young man. Hmm. And he gives you a, a gold sticker with a shield on it that says <laughs> Junior Magical Police. Uh, and he takes that. And Cecily looks over and she's like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> and then she grabs, she goes into her, she goes into her pocket and she finds some peanuts and she's like, officer, I wonder if these belong to her too. And she gives the peanuts. And then she's like standing straight to wait for a thing as well. The police officer says, I bet they did. And he takes the peanuts from you and puts them on his desk. <laughs> He's a little, uh, like when a kid with sticky fingers gives you something that was in their pocket. It's like, oh, thank you. Uh, and he gives you a sticker that says uh, Junior Magical Police. And then he looks at you, Jasper. Yeah. With a, with a raised eyebrow? Well, I don't have anything, but I want also a sticker. <laughs> yeah. And he, he gives you one. And then he looks at Anna Casper, who shakes her head no. And then he looks at Thomas Casper, who nods his head enthusiastically <laughs> yes, and also gets a sticker. Uh, and he puts the uh, wand inside of a bag and in a evidence locker. And the second thing... Um, Let's see what he gets now. He he looks <laughs> he looks actually towards the what was the name of the animal again? Backhauf. Backhauf. A, a backhauf. Does it have some kind of this just description wise? Does it have fur? <laughs> it has like you know how like a, a cow's fur is. It's like that very light. There is hair on the animal, but it's not like yeah. long fur. Yeah. Would it be possible to get? Something from your pet work pet over there. Um, for school purposes, uh, we were working partially with magical creatures and uh, were kind of tasked to to take a few pieces here and there of what we encounter. And so I thought, if it's possible, maybe. It sounds weird when he asks for some pieces of the animal, but he does have like a thing for it. He always collects it. Good for you. That gives you probably plus points. Oh, you need like a you need like a piece of hair or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Where are you three at school? Neudrachenberg. 
Neudrachenberg. Get out of town. Yeah, we're about to. Uh, we are going to later, yes. Well, that's a good school. Yeah, that's actually why we're here. We need to get there. So if someone could just drop us off there or knows how we get there, I mean, then we get out of here. Wouldn't your parents want to do that? Yeah. Anna and, and, and Thomas are like, oh, we would love to, but we have the uh, work and stuff. Uh, and, and Anna's like... They go to Usedom to Aunt Sabina. <laughs> Yes, unfortunately, we have a family member who's very sick. Thank you for remembering, Sasley. And we need to um, immediately take care of her. That's why we're in such a tight position. I, I hate that it's an imposition, but uh, do you think it'd be possible to... You seem like an, an okay gentleman. W would you be able to give our children a, a ride to school or, or, or help us get them there? And he's, he says, uh, uh, uh well... By Encanto Bond, it's not that far, am I right? Chucks Thomas on the on the <laughs> shoulder. Thomas. Yes, octobonds are good. Just just not just not. <laughs> Nods his head. So uh Eric, you get your hair. Yeah. Um, which you he does not let you pick it off because this is a vicious yeah, animal, no. but he yes. gives you a, a, a hair himself. Like from like the tippity tip of the tail. This officer says Okay, uh, I'm going to have to call a work buddy to come in and look after the place. There's not that many of us on the team here in Spockhoefel, but I do have a partner. So I'm going to let him come in here and then I can give you three a ride. Is that okay with everyone? Absolutely. Thank you very much. No problem. And she looks on her sticker. No problem, partner. From colic to colic. <laughs> not, a, not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. All right. So he he gets on the phone, not on the phone, but he gets his magical calling device to <laughs> get his partner to come into work. Uh, and he says, I'll, I'll, uh, he'll be here in about uh, 10. So I'll meet you out front in 10. And uh, my car is just parked around the corner. And you all get time to, you know, walk back with the Caspers as they prepare to leave. <sighs> So how long do you think you're going to stay with Aunt Sabina? I mean, probably long if she's sick. Well, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> Anna just looks at Sassley and then back at Jasper. Well, darling, that really counts on you. Um, we'll be waiting to hear from you and waiting for your checkup. And listen, things are too dangerous at home, which is, you know, why we're going to stay with a member of the family. But if you need us... I, then I'm on a plane immediately. You just let me know and I will be there, no matter what. So don't hesitate to ask for help, but please check in when you can. I'm very proud of you. I haven't known most of you for that long, but I'm proud of all of you. You showed yourself admirably and you saved my life. I have no doubt about that. Oh, come here, get a group hug. Come on, everybody. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Squeezing in, squeezing in. Thomas Casper, a very tall man. Very tall. Taller than Jasper. Just, oh, wraps you all up. Big group uh, hug. All right. She's a good hugger. And also, she, she takes Anna Casper aside. I also have to say, you are a very good family member. I mean, imagine. You let your son and us 
go in this dangerous situation all by herself to take care of Aunt Sabina. And she, she hugs her. That <laughs> safe travels. And then she goes back to the group. <laughs> well, you've got a good point there. <laughs> well, she's like, what a, what a mother. I mean, Anna just shakes her head. She's, she's so far, like... She did her best, but <laughs> even Anna isn't over her head. Yeah, no. she's like letting you do it. Yeah, and Thomas just Thomas just gives the two big thumbs up. Oh yeah, we know you can do it. We saw it with our own eyes. And then before before they get into the car, Jasper wants because of what happened the other time he left. Um, he just hugs his mom again. Yeah, very tight, and then kind of almost too. Not too loud because he's a bit ashamed for what he's going to say, but he's like, and sorry for the trouble. Um, I hope it's better next time. And I love you. I love you too, darling. Don't worry about last time. I'm sorry about what I hid from you as well. But not that I ever had any doubts, but I'm so proud of who you're growing up to be. And I can't wait to see who you go into. <laughs> sorry. That was so beautiful, but I also thought that was really touching and like it probably touched Jasper and Sassy wants to really help him and like get out <laughs> of this feeling and she grabs his hand and she's like, no worries, really, don't worry about this. There might not even be a next time. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sassy, I'm gonna miss that biting wit, am I right? High five, Eric! Uh, Thomas Catholic gives Eric a high five. Yeah, he, he does. He, Eric is just like standing next to it with them. Oh my. The police officer rolls up in his car and he says, All right, everybody ready? Absolutely. Yep, we're ready. Partner. Yes. All right. Um, hop on in and uh, you guys can get in the car with him. Yep. Sitting in the front. <laughs> sorry, it's a bad <laughs> habit. I'm sorry. So you get in the front and he says, well, I think I remember the way. Uh, this shouldn't take too long, but uh, if there's any musical requests for the radio, I'm happy to put them in. Uh, I might have to switch on the police radio every now and then. But other than that, uh, here we go. And turns on the radio. Kesha's playing and pushes his volvo button on his car and you enter the encanto bond and begin to drive to school <sighs> in a slightly awkward science with a strange adult not the first time that's what kids do right they go to, yeah. into a car with a stranger and the, the parents are like bye all the best <laughs> you know right. that's what happens right you, you are in this car, you drive, uh, you know, along the Encanto Bahn. You start to recognize landmarks. You get into the forest outside the school and there's this again of, you know, the trees passing you by and you land in front of the path that brought you to your school on the first day. He looks at you three and he says, I uh, never went to Neudrachenberg myself, uh, went to a public school near me, but um, uh, I, it's pretty cool that you three are doing it. Anyways, uh, I, as I recall, you need to have somebody that's already been in the school let you into the school. And you guys remember that Mildred on her first day when she let you in, she pulled this little like stone out of her pocket, said an incantation, and then suddenly you could see the school. 
and you've been able to see the school ever since. Mm -hmm. But people who haven't had that happen to them, they can't see it. Oh, <gasps> Non-magical people are like turned away from the school. They get lost on their way there. He's not non-magical, so he has no problem knowing where it is and finding it, but he can't see it. It's behind this uh, veil. So he drops you off at the foot of the path. The castle's actually just out of sight, but he doesn't know that. Um, but you know where you are, and he says, um, all right, good luck. Stay out of trouble, junior police officers. We try our best. What's, what's your name? Yes. My name? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Knecht. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we end our episode. My name is Officer Toledo. <laughs> Officer Kleba Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kleba Toledo. That was really nice that you brought us here. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. I want him to be part of the school. He lets you out and he, he waves goodbye. For some reason, a tear in his eye rolls Aww. down his cheek as he as he drops off. He feels connected to you. And you see his car drive out of the forest, the trees weirdly moving out of the way and forming a path as he activates his Encanto bond. Beautiful. Love never lies. Love is blind. The, the trees make a path, and uh, you are able to walk forward towards Najachenberg. As you approach the school, you notice something strange, something that you've never seen before. All the days that you were at Najachenberg, there was never anything but perfect sun inside the globe of Najachenberg, inside its protection. Mm -hmm. Always a perfect day. Outside of that globe were these mists, these strange mists that seemed to protect and envelop the school. But this pathway leading up to it was always clear. But as you walk in now, you notice that the weather is strangely cloudy and rainy. And even inside the magical shields of Mojachenberg, a permanent dark cloud seems to be hanging. There are no students out on the lawn. It is eerie and quiet. And along the rim of this barrier of the castle, which you know is there, there are these dark, shadowy hengrey walking the perimeter. These these hengrey are, are kind of, they look like headless chickens. They're about a meter tall. They have sickly yellow eyes and a beak on their chests, but no head. They're feathered, but they're not really capable of flight, but uh, and they're kind of dull creatures, but they are shadow creatures very common and anybody would 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 know about them but it's strange that they're all gathered here around the rim of this barrier as you look out into the mist that shrouds the forest it always before seemed like it had this light glow this kind of enchanting effect to the trees as you look into it now you see strange shadows and slithering outlines seem to form and they slide in and out of the mist at the edge of the forest. Something is very wrong in Neudrachenberg.
Our Magician Master is Michael Moore. Sassly Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher. Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. Theme song by Aaron Richards, with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Our cover art is by Pascal Genet. Thank you for waiting that extra bit for us to release this episode, and we hope you feel it was worth it as the thick plotins, and the group enjoys a sort of creepy homecoming to Neudrachenberg Castle. What's to happen next is anyone's guess. Our next episode will drop in two weeks, promise. And until then, come to us with your questions, your desires, dreams, your doubts, show-related, I mean, or not. We're here to support you the way that you support us, and you can find us on Instagram at jk.weird.rolling and on Facebook at jkwerolling. You can further support the show and get little extra goodies on Patreon, that's patreon.com slash jkwerolling, Already at as little as two euros, you get our undying gratitude and a shout out here on the show. If you can't support financially right now, we get it. And if you would leave us a five-star rating or some nice words in a comment or review, that would mean the magical world to us. Shout out to our sister podcast, Horizons Point, allegedly a D&D podcast, which is doing just a super cool prequel mini-series right now in an intense one-on-one DM slash player game so if trauma bonding and story building are your thing i could def recommend and that's it for now so until next week remember to keep your head brain sharp and your wand at the ready on jk rolling my name is it and i don't know any one of these people but someone asked me <laughs> Sudden memory loss. What are you talking? You're my Aunt Rose. You're not Edeltraut. <laughs> I thought I was the My brain doesn't work anymore. <laughs>